Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, a podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Monday, August 11th, 2008. And on this episode, Cheech and Chong finally turn it all around. The Dark Knight continues to bring in the bucks, and Microsoft is trying desperately to go Hollywood. Um, also, uh, over the past weekend, we lost a couple of uh, showbiz legends. Um, well, you know, I think they were pretty good. So, you know, maybe maybe some don't consider Bernie Mac to be a legend, but uh, but I think the guy was pretty damn funny. And um, anyway, Bernie Mac uh, passed away, uh, I guess, uh, on Friday. I think I heard the news on uh, on Saturday, but I think it was actually on Friday. And his family had actually expected him to pull through, but he passed away from uh, pneumonia. Uh, Mac did, of course, have a an inflammatory lung disease uh, that he had been fighting for uh, for several years. and. Um, uh, but finally, it just proved a bit too too much for him. They, you know, they were trying everything to uh, to to you know keep him going. Um, he, you know, he went in three weeks ago for this particular bout of pneumonia, and they real and they fully expected him to recover from it. Uh, however, they said that uh, that as time passed, they really got bra- got themselves braced for the possibility that he could die. And so it was Saturday, in fact, um, uh, he died from complications from pneumonia. And he'd been uh, staying at Northwestern Memorial Hospital since the middle of July. And initially, uh, when he was hospitalized, they expected him to come back home. They just kind of knew after a while. The uh, inflammatory lung disease that he suffered from was sarcoidos- sarcoidosis. Um, but he had said that the commission, the condition went into remission it back in 2005. However, uh, you know, it was still something he, uh, he was fighting. That said, the pneumonia was apparently unrelated to the sarcoidosis. Uh, anyway, uh, it, it's a real shame. You know, he was a, you know, a funny, funny man and, uh, and, and will be missed. Also, uh, this past weekend, soul legend Isaac Hayes passed away in Memphis at the age of 65. Um, of course, best known, best known for the theme from Shaft. More recently, known for chocolate salty balls, as as of course Chef on uh, South Park. Um, anyway, he was apparently found unconscious near a running treadmill at his home and was rushed to the hospital uh, where he was pronounced dead. They haven't released the cause of death just yet, uh, but he did suffer a stroke in early 2007. Um, of course, uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and really had the two distinct musical careers. He played; he was a session musician, songwriter, and producer back in the uh, Stax Records days, uh, and he worked primarily with Sam and Dave. Of course, he was the guy who wrote Soul Man. Uh, then, uh, then he did uh, his own solo artist thing, and that's of course where we remember the theme from Shaft, among other things. That being sort of the best thing. Um, he was born in uh, in 1942 in Covington, Tennessee, and was raised by his uh, grandparents after he was orphaned and joined uh, Stax Records in 1963, sometimes substituting for Booker T. Jones, who was the label's primary uh, keyboardist. Um, of course, recently, I uh, remember that uh, he left uh, South Park. Um, basically, he disagreed with their attacks on Scientology, and uh, this was, of course, the religious movement to which he belonged. Uh, so so there we have it. To, uh, see, I'm going to go with two, uh, two showbiz legends, because uh, these, these guys were great. Um, in much lighter news, uh, Sarah Gilbert is going to reunite with her uh, Roseanne co-star Johnny Galecki. Uh, really, they, they've already reunited. 
and uh, uh, on the Big Bang Theory. But uh, but this time, rather than being a guest star, she is going to be a regular on the show after a th- after three episodes last uh, season. So she will be repri- reprising her role as Leslie Winkle, Leonard's uh, on and off love interest and co- and work colleague. And of course, uh, everyone remembers that that was kind of their thing on Roseanne too. So there we have it. Okay, so Microsoft really trying, trying to seek Hollywood stardom. What they're trying to do is gain an edge on the iPod. So they're looking to Hollywood. Uh, the the Zune, of course, not been the most popular uh, of MP3 players or, well, of portable audio players because I'm betting they're WMA and not MP3 players on, on a Microsoft device. Anyway, there had been speculation, in fact, after the first round of Zunes came out that they were done. Then the second round came out, and everyone was kind of surprised. It's like, oh, you know, really didn't hear much about this before um, because it did just kind of disappear. And I think part of that's just due to the marketing genius who decided that the way to uh, to share songs between one and, between one another wirelessly, which is a very cool feature, would be called squirting. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a brain surgeon there, you know. Uh, anyway, so what they're doing is they're looking to uh, different pr- production companies and seeing what they can get, uh, being able to license exclusive ori- original video programming for the Zune and um, try, kind of using that as a way of, of getting it so that it doesn't... Uh, um, so there's something unique uh, to the Zune. So rather than just get like traditional formats like sitcoms and that kind of thing, they're looking for non-conventional programming that can capitalize on the, on the device's social networking platform. Uh, this is, of course, the ahem, squirting, which I don't think they refer to it as anymore. But hey, once you name it that, you can't go back. Uh, so what they're looking to do with any form of original content is basically using this as this is something that the Zoom could provide that iTunes or any competing service cannot. And that according to Richard Wynn, who's the director of entertainment development at Zoom. So the exclusivity means that say they lock up the content so that it only appears on the Zoom platform or, for example, syndicated content appearing first on the Zoom and then moving somewhere else, but maybe with Zoom branding. So so these are kind of some of the things that they're trying to do. So it, it, they said that um, uh, basically since the product's launch in November 2006, Microsoft has sold uh, 2 million Zooms. That's numbers as of May. Whereas, of course, Apple reportedly averages 3.5 million iPod sales per month. It's a little gap to be closed there. So, uh, of course, there's lots, always been the rumors, as I said earlier, that uh, the Zoom's going to be scrapped, but they're saying that nothing could be further than the truth. In fact, they're really looking at this as being uh, as playing a key role in their whole inter- interconnected system where content seamlessly flows amongst all the company-owned platforms. So your, 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 you know, your Vista PC uh, to your Xbox to your Zoom and, and keeping all these things together. And also, the real key for them is Zoom Social. So the idea of of setting up social networking uh, uh, software that basically connects the Zoom users, and uh, and they're looking at that as a real key to their strategy, and uh, and you know making sure that people can share things back and forth, and that's that's going to be something different. Uh, now they've also um, they're they're looking to not only add programming that iTunes doesn't deliver. Now, do you see maybe NBC looking at this? Because that's what I see. I see perhaps you know NBC pulled themselves out out of the uh, the iTunes Music Store, and uh, you know maybe that's the thing that they're going to be looking toward is is you know another portable device. And you know when you got something like Heroes on your on your device, you maybe have something to uh, to bargain with and maybe draw some people in. And then it, then it's really going to come down to the to the price of the player as to whether or not people are going to say you know what I'm okay with having two players. 
Anyway, so that's what's going on with the Zune. So, way back, I mean, way back in Poptopia episode number 65, and that came out uh, May 26, 2006. To put it in further perspective for you, it was the day that um, uh, X-Men 3, The Last Stand, was opening. Yeah, that long ago. Uh, I was, uh, I had reported that uh, Cheech Marin had said, no way will there ever be a Cheech and Chong reunion. Well, maybe maybe an embarrassing moment, but, you know, with the money he's going to make from it, probably not. Cheech and Chong have reunited, and uh, <laughs> the feud, as they say, has gone up in smoke. Uh, they're going to get together uh, on the road again for their first comedy tour in more than 25 years. Uh, Tommy Chong says, we had a legacy, such a history. We couldn't escape it even if we tried. And so they had, uh, um, at the end of July, they had a news conference at the Troubadour in Los Angeles, which is, of course, where they were discovered more than 35 years ago. So September 12th in Philadelphia, the Light Up America tour will kick off. Uh, Marin says that it's going to be very, uh, very theatrical. And, of course, Chong says that we're definitely still smoking. Um, anyway, what they decided was, uh, was, you know, Chong's 70 years old. Uh, so, uh, so Cheech Marin said, you know, if they were ever going to reunite, the time was now because, hey, we're not getting any younger. The, uh, they, they threw around some ideas and decided that the best thing to do would be to put together a tour, you know, rather than a movie. Although, you know, with the recent success of things like Pineapple Express, I think they could totally pull it. Or, or Harold and Kumar, come on. Come on, what are Harold and Kumar other than a than a post-millennial Cheech and Chong? Really, when you get right down to it. You've even got the the the, the whole uh, interracial thing going on there. See? See? There it is. There it is. Okay, so anyway, they, of course, uh, broke up amid uh, creative differences years ago. Um, and uh, and they've tried to reunite before, but they always fought too much. So he said, you know, Marin says, it takes about three minutes for that to happen. There's this veiled hatred. But then he adds... We've kind of resolved that. Of course, they, re- they released nine comedy albums between 1972 and 1985, were nominated for four Grammy Awards, and actually won one. And then, of course, eight feature films, almost always portraying a pair of comical stoners. You'll know the one where they didn't play uh, uh, comical stoners because it's the one you haven't seen. So there we go. Never say never. Uh, looking at, uh, you know, The Dark Knight. Big, big money going on there. And and I got to say, because I don't think I've, I've uh, had an episode since I saw it, uh, but the fact of the matter is, love this movie. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, definitely worth the two and a half hours. Um, you know, and, and I usually don't say that. I mean, could they have made a, a clean cut at one point? Yeah, they could have, but I kind of like the way they ended up with it. And, uh, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't sort of conform to every expectation. And, uh, and I kind of like that. Um, so anyway, they, uh, they actually, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people thought, Hey, maybe Pineapple Express is going to come out and maybe that's going to be the thing that, that, uh, that tips it over against the Dark Knight, but not yet. In fact, Dark Knight sold about $26 million worth, uh, on the weekend. Um, so it's now number three on the all time list, uh, behind Titanic with 601 million and Star Wars with 461 million. Now, I don't know where that lands on the uh, <clears throat> on the adjusted list, you know, where you adjust for inflation and that kind of thing, where Gone with the Wind suddenly lands up at the top there. But let me look that up here. Okay, so adjusted for inflation, it actually ranks at, at number 49. And you can find that kind of that information on Box Office Mojo. In the 19th, in 1939 epic, Gone with the Wind, uh, still in today's dollars, pulled in 1.4 billion. Of course, they didn't have you know 
Microsoft Zunes to compete with. <laughs> anyway, it is expected uh, Time Warner, uh, or Warner Brothers rather, which is a unit of Time Warner, ex- fully expects Dark Knight to surpass Star Wars next weekend and end up around at around $520 million. And uh, that'll actually sort of sort of hit two two plateaus really because one they sort of jump up on the all time list and uh, and surpass Star Wars. Uh, then uh, the next one, uh, the next one of course is the five hundred million mark, which is which is huge. And then then they go after Titanic, and I believe that when they're looking at about six hundred million um, in. Um, domestic box office anyway uh you know i'm not sure what the uh what the numbers are uh internationally but uh needless to say it's impressive think there's going to be another batman movie yeah me too so looking uh looking at the uh the overall charts uh for last week looking at the top five at number five um step brothers pulled in uh 8.9 million and there must be a typo here because they're saying that it's up to eighty point nine million. I I just don't think that's the case, uh, but I, but I could be wrong. So yeah, eight point nine million uh, this past week. Um, number four, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants two. That's right, the pantsing. Uh, pulled in a ten uh, point eight million, bringing their total to nineteen point seven. The Mummy, Tomb of uh, the Dragon Emperor. Uh, pulled in 16.1 million for a total of 70.7 and pineapple express pulled in 22.4 million and then uh the dark knight of course as i said 26 million so the total is at 442 yeah they i i don't know if they're gonna end up at 520 at the end of uh next weekend but uh it'll be interesting to see uh see how they pull it out Coming out this week, of course, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. If there was ever anything that was going to knock them down, it was probably this one. I've, as I've said, I'm, I'm not really jazzed about it at all. Um, you know, it's it, it fills in the gap between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Oh, great, more stuff in the prequel time frame. Not terribly interested in it myself, but that's just me. Fortunately, Star Wars has a lot more devoted fans than me because, um, you know, They'd have uh, packed it in a long time ago if uh, if I were the only one. Because, um, you know, I'm not going to spend that much money on a movie. It's crazy. Anyway, so that one's coming out. Tropic Thunder, uh, with, uh, Ben Stiller, Jack Black, and Robert Downey, all playing actors who are acting in a war film and actually find themselves in a real conflict. Gotta love it. That's all the time we got for this week. Comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com or come on by the forums, forum.poptopiapodcast.com and uh, let us know what you think. Have a great week.